Sammy. And this is the Holistic Heart Podcast, the place for all things therapy and mental health. We know navigating the human experience can be as challenging as it is beautiful. So we wanted to create a space where we can dive deep into self-exploration, normalize the struggle, and hold space for hard topics and conversations. We are so excited to have you join us on this journey. Hello and welcome to the Holistic Heart Podcast. I'm Sammy and I'm here with my lovely co-host, Kristen. Hi. (laughs) And so today we were kind of exploring different things that we wanted to talk about as we always do when we sit down to record. (laughs) And um, I kind of brought up how I have always thought it was so cool. I'm obviously biased and a fan of Kristen's, but um, I've always thought it was really cool how Kristen is, you know, we've talked about this very much a lifelong learner. And so her and I are always talking about all the different things that we're doing outside of work and our, you know, personal lives, but also how that impacts our work and, um, the continued learning and self-inquiry work and everything. And so, um, that's been happening even more. So, so nerdy. (laughs) (laughs) Not at all. What are you talking about? (laughs) It's true. Um, It's true. Well, I'm just going to validate what Kristen just said (laughs) Um, because Kristen, we were talking about, I'm not sure if we've ever talked about this on the podcast. I was thinking that we had, but Kristen and I talk all the time. So our conversations kind of overlap in my head. Um, But Kristen is currently in school right now, which is so awesome. It is awesome. Most of the time. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I get that. I get that. So she's getting her PhD in depth psychology. Yeah. So it's a PhD in clinical psych with a concentration in depth psychology. Yes, yeah. Yes. yeah. So cool. So cool. I know. Yes. And at the beginning of this year, which feels like I can't believe we're like already almost into March. Is it going to be March by the time this is airing? Probably. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we're already in March. Um, And uh, but re- reflecting on the beginning of this year, we were um just talking about the year ahead and things that we wanted to do with the team. And Kristen started talking about this really cool concept of using like the therapist use of self in session um, with clients and just like in clinical work in general. And so of course, in typical Kristen fashion, she's really started to integrate this into a lot of the teamwork that we're doing. Um, And, you know, different, we've talked about how we do a lot of things as as a group, different group supervisions and times, um, trainings together where we can really learn from each other in a group setting. And this is some really, really cool work that she's integrating into those meetings and our, our experience as a team. So we thought it would be kind of cool to talk about that on the podcast yeah. and what that looks like. Well, cause I feel like we always have so much going on behind the scenes. And I think one of the things that Sammy and I were talking about is like, how do we, share some of this in a way that's relevant, of course, but like, let you all know what we're doing and what these amazing providers are doing to hold themselves accountable to make sure that they're providing good quality services and like being their best selves. And like, we do so much to that end, you know, like in, Mm. um, we don't really talk about it all that much. And there's not really like a place to talk about it. 
but here we are having conversations uh every other week so <laughs> this is one place where we could we thought we might be able to talk about it and one of the things that um like about me as a learner like I do love to learn I I really am just a very curious person Mm-hmm. But also I like to put what I learn into practice. So sometimes like people like to learn for the sake of learning, which is beautiful. Like, um, I think that's amazing. I like to learn to like do, you know, I like to like, mm-hmm. I don't know if I would feel as satisfied if I was like learning everything that I'm learning in school and I didn't have anywhere to put it, <laughs> you know? And right. so it's like, yeah, it's really beautiful marriage for me right now of being in a studying role at school and then also having this beautiful practice with all these amazing providers to be able to like put it into action and see Mm -hmm. how the things that I'm learning and that you all are learning too and let me know about might inform our approach and might help us deepen our work um and so it becomes like really practical learning too and I think Mm -hmm. that's really exciting um and makes it a little bit more fun also yeah absolutely well and I think as a a member of this team and everything, and also a clinician, but also a human who has my own interpersonal relationships and and everything. I think um, a lot of what we, with all of this work, but also just beyond what we incorporate can certainly be helpful in like a clinical setting, but also just within relationship dynamics in general, because that is what a therapist client dynamic is. That is still a therapeutic relationship. And that, that I think when we can look at and learn about so many of these things, we can start to really um, expand what our experience is within each of these different relationship dynamics. So although everybody has different forms of relationships in their lives to be able to see different things at play, which is one reason why I thought talking about this whole concept of the therapist's use of self, mm-hmm. obviously we're talking about it in this clinical setting in the setting of therapy, but I think beyond that, um, it gives us the opportunity to check in with like how our own role is at play when we're um, interacting with other people. Yeah. And for like the relevance is exactly what you just shared is that like, we are therapists, we are also human beings who are Mm -hmm. therapists, and that whole human being is in the room, right? Like, and so it's like, this um, concept of the therapist's use of self, it's like that self is present, that self is always going to be one of the like dynamic pieces in the session right and Mm -hmm. so how do we use that with intentionality um I think you know so just to share a little bit the place that I'm like what I'm learning about where this came from the therapist's use of self is really based in Virginia Satir's work if anyone's like nerdy like Sammy and me and you want (laughs) to look it up and see what we're talking about um so Virginia Satir talked a lot about the use of the therapist's use of self and uh, she's got a humanistic approach to psychology. And it really just examines if we if we know that we're in the room, how do we use that? How do we, how do we be responsible with that? So like you're saying, Sammy, we're all humans with like interpersonal relationships and dynamics. We have our own experiences, our own childhood, our own stuff. Um, and that can make us really good at holding space if we Mm -hmm. get really intentional about it it can also make it be an obstacle to holding space if we don't get intentional about it right right Right. yep so that was like sort of the motivation behind us doing this stuff as a team also 
Sammy and I certainly, but I feel like we have a team of like learning oriented therapists. Like everyone Mm -hmm. like really wants to deepen into like, how do I understand myself better? How do I be a better therapist? How can I like develop and grow and continue to learn and expand? And so it's a really fun group to do stuff like this with because everyone is so game for it Mm -hmm. um, and really commits like, you know, like we just recently had that group supervision. uh, Was it last Friday? Yes. Oh my gosh. (laughs) That feels like year, literally years ago. Too. <laughs> um, but it was last Friday and um, everyone was so wonderful. I mean, like we did practice dyads and we, you know, got into like role playing and, and um, experiential with it. And everyone was so willing to participate. So that's really fun to watch too. You guys all do like really get <laughs> into it and like be yeah. willing to sort of explore and see what comes up for you. So yeah. It's fun to hold the space, but it's also fun to see you all like really engage it, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's so cool to be able to learn from each other too. When we go through and do those, if you're not familiar with a dyad, it's like splitting off into pairs and kind of working in that way. And, um, to be able to, Hey, like just kind of be in the room, you know, when you're in a room and like everyone's having a, a shared similar experience, there's something about the energy and sharing that, that can be really powerful and just deepen whatever the work is that you're doing, but also being able to come together as a group and, um, explore what the experience was and being able to learn from each other can be such a, um, it really deepens the experience and the, the, um, like knowledge acquisition that you can take from it. Yeah, because there's a like an something new that you're acquiring that's beyond the cognitive. So like mm-hmm. you're describing it's an experience. So it's like not just new learning in an intellectual sense, but new like embodied learning and yeah. new, like a different experience with peers or with your community or with a group. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's another thing that is really exciting and fun about doing this work as a team and making it a priority for a team and so I did just start school I didn't just start I, I okay. finished my first year yeah I was like <laughs> what are you talking about <laughs> I just started last year um, which feels small in comparison to how long Holistic Heart has been open which is since 2014 if you can believe that um, which is just like fun <laughs> so but you know so I have been back in school for the last year and that has certainly given us more sort of content maybe or inspiration for things that we can do but we've been doing this type of learning from the very beginning like holding ourselves accountable as a team just because of the kind of team that we are it's a priority of mine for sure um Mm -hmm. but I think that that speaks to also like you all are here maybe on this team because something about me and the general approach resonates and so we all are are sort of open to and willing to and enthusiastic about ongoing growth and learning and um so at other points in time we were doing things like learning from each other's areas of expertise we've done lots of like self-exploration do you remember when we did the enneagram yes (laughs) we all did the enneagram to try to learn about ourselves and uh each other to like know oh who's on the team you know I love that yes (laughs) <laughs> do you do you want to share your enneagram? Oh yes, I'm a four. Oh, I'm very very much a four. 
<laughs> are very much a four. Yes. I'm like a little confused about my Enneagram because hmm. I come, I always come out of quizzes and stuff as an eight, which is the challenger, hmm. which I really do resonate with in a lot of ways. There's also one though, the five is, I think it's like something, maybe the informer or some, some investigator. Yes. And that's like a lot of like uh, research and reading and learning and solitude. And so mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, that tracks too. But I, I never get that one when I answer questions about it. So. That makes me think of the the both and. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think well, you know, like any of those like things. A, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like a primary. And then there's, you know, you take it with a grain of salt too. And yeah take what fits and what is supportive and what you know leave the rest that's how I feel about most of those things but it was such a helpful exercise we had so many peacekeepers on our Mm -hmm. team at that time yeah that's nine yeah right yeah yes makers or something yeah it's just interesting too so we'll also do things you know, to learn about ourselves, to learn about each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a big emphasis on self-inquiry work, I would say here for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, and which I think is so important and something that I value about this space so much on a personal level, but also a professional level as well, that like what we're doing is therapists ask, asking clients to come in and sit down and, and do their own self-inquiry work. I think we have to be willing to do that ourselves and not in the session with the client, but making sure that we're doing it in our own time, whatever that looks like so that that's not happening. But also I think it's just like, you know, the whole concept of, um, walking your talk is really important. And that looks, it's going to look different for everybody, but to be able to really, um, consistently prioritize and, um, implement these things within our own experience. It makes me think of too, like, um, you know, we offer a lot of different groups and workshops and things like that. So when I was sitting in that group soup sitting and like, you know, a lot of times I'm the one facilitating, but I'm sitting there like, oh yes, this is why these kinds of experiences are so important because I don't, we we were sitting there and after we had the, like we split up into the dyads and we had those experiences, we came back to a group and we were processing. And I remember listening as everyone shared, it was like deepening, like, oh, Oh yes. Like it's like uncovering more of what was coming up in my own experience. And, um, it's just a different, it's a different, um, element, I think when you're working in a group. And so that's, again, I think not only are we offering that to others, but we're also making sure that we're engaging in those practices so that we understand the importance of, and also the vulnerability it takes people to step into those experiences as well. 1000%. I absolutely like, um, yeah, I went to therapy for a long time and I was a therapist when I was in therapy and I was still very, surprised and humbled by how much I didn't want to share certain things how much I like wanted to give the like quote unquote socially acceptable answer or like I wanted my therapist to think I was like good like a good person like I got I get it though I'm not like you know like it's like I understand though I understand yeah right (laughs) like what the fuck like that's like um you know like, this is the place to learn, the, like, to process those things and, like, be messy and be chaotic and, like, let it, like, 
you know, let yourself explore it and move through it and be in those mm -hmm. places and not have to like be you like you go there for the healing element. You don't go in like needing to be already all buttoned up and healed. Not that that is something yeah. that anybody can ever achieve anyway. Right. Like, so it's like, mm -hmm. what is this weird facade that I'm trying to like put right. in? I feel this pressure to feel that, you know, mm -hmm. or, or to present that way. And that experience has been so informative to my approach as a therapist mm -hmm. because I'm like, this is, I know all the like quote unquote good reasons why it's important for me to be honest, why it's important for me to show up. I know that it's okay for me to be myself. My therapist is not making me feel unsafe in any way. And still this is coming up for me. So right. what is the likelihood that this could come up for someone? Not everyone, but what is the likelihood that it could come up for someone who's sitting across from me and how do I help? Mm -hmm. navigate that space and invite them there you know and mm -hmm. like that's so powerful and that's similar to what you're describing in your experience in the group right it's like by mm -hmm. being a participant you recognize the value of the group work so when you are a facilitator you can see what did I get out of that experience as a participant that I want to make sure I can encourage and engage or like actively invite when I'm facilitating a group experience because mm -hmm. I got so much out of it when I participated, you know? Mm -hmm. So I absolutely agree with the, like walking our talk and being willing to do the things that like, how on earth could we be good at holding space for something that we're not willing to do ourselves? Right. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, um, to tie back to what I had, I had said earlier about like how this work here can also help like that we're talking about that we're doing. And, um, and then, you know, the space that we're holding for clients, how it's like, this can also be kind of, um, this concept can be applied to other experiences outside of therapy too. Just like when you look at, Oh, how am I interacting in this dynamic and how could this be reflected in another dynamic or in another relationship and how just like checking in in these different areas like what you were saying earlier before with intentionality there's so much power in that and there's so much um like awareness that can be um discovered within that practice and i think like we're literally doing it all the time it's just creating the intentionality behind it mm -hmm. Yeah, we're drawing from our own experience to imagine the experience of someone else and also hearing their experience directly mm -hmm. from them, right? And like everything that we learn in those interactions can be applied elsewhere, you know, mm -hmm. as, and that is, that's like one of the fun things is like most learning is generalizable like that, right? So it's yeah. like, oh, I learned this. And that's why I think I love the self-inquiry focus so much is because yeah. if I learn about me, I'm an element of every part of my life. So that learning becomes applicable literally everywhere. Like whatever I learn about me helps me see every situation, every relationship, every dynamic that I'm a part of through a new lens or a different angle or a different perspective. And it gives me more to work with things become mm. expanded right like mm. um you know I don't know I'm sure we, we've all learned something about ourselves that wasn't uh fun to learn or or some things that are more neutral and other things that are really great like I you know I am a very introverted person I like downtime I need downtime and I didn't always know that about myself and so I didn't always put myself in the situations 
that nurtured me and gave me the space to like be able to show up. I love being in relationship, but I need mm-hmm. to be on my own in order to show up fully in relationship and not feel right. like I'm not being true to myself. Like, you know, like that I can show up with my full self. Um, yeah. And so little learnings like that can be so helpful in just how we navigate other things that are coming up like literally across mm-hmm. the board so it's like do I need to build that into my work day do I need to build that into my how do I talk about that in my personal relationships how do I make space for that in my like general lifestyle how do I communicate mm-hmm. about it right there's so many different yeah. ways that it can't that one little self-knowledge can sort of impact things Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that brings us back kind of to like what the concept of therapist use of self really is Mm -hmm. and how as therapists, and, and I would say like, obviously that's what we're talking about, but beyond just as humans, how we can utilize our own past experiences as a human and not necessarily like, Oh, well, my partner said X, Y, and Z, but from your own perspective that you can use that through empathy and through sympathizing with and through Mm -hmm. acknowledging what these kinds of experiences can be and can look like and being able to reflect that into um, like, I don't, it's kind of like humanize other people's experiences by being able to turn inwards and access your own similar experiences or whatever the case may be there. Yeah. And I think you're talking um, in some ways about like what we talked about last Friday at group soup. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still can't believe it was last Friday that like, <laughs> how do we, you know, go in like access, self-access, right. Where it's like, mm-hmm. how do I bring myself in a way that informs things positively, you know, that mm-hmm. how does, what's that look like in, in a way that makes enriches the session. And I absolutely agree. Like, although we are all unique and importantly so, and like, that's really beautiful. There's also a lot of similarity in the baseline of emotional experience, right? Like, so we, even if it wasn't the same situation that created the emotional experience, many of us have felt grief, have felt Mm -hmm. fear of abandonment or loss or fear of loss of love or fear of not belonging or felt judged or felt shame, right? And so although we might not have had the same experiences that sort of or like um, created that emotional response in us, mm-hmm. we can recognize the similarity in the emotional experience. Yeah. And in that way, we can put ourselves in each other's shoes. Mm-hmm. Not to say your experience must be the same as mine because I've felt sad too, or I've felt shamed also. Mm -hmm. But to say my experience tells me something about experiencing shame. Mm -hmm. And I wonder where our similarities are and where the differences start. And I have a frame of reference, not an exact template, but a frame of reference for your experience that can help me get a little closer to what you might be going through because I've allowed myself to remember how this was for me. And mm-hmm. like you said already, yeah. Sammy, like this is absolutely something that we can do, not just as like therapist to client, but mm-hmm. like person to person. It's like, yeah. oh, and yeah, I think sometimes people try to do that in the sense of like, they'll say like, oh my God, yeah, I had a thing where, and they'll share something similar that happened to them. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that can feel supportive. Other times that can feel like, you sort of hijacked the the conversation yeah. the person's share, right? Um, so 
you know, important to be mindful around that. And, and also there's a way to do it without sharing the thing that happened to you that's similar. You can just yeah. sort of quietly access it in yourself. Mm-hmm. That's like, mm, yeah, I want, I remember that. Yeah. Like, and like, and oh. just use that experience for how you respond to the person because you have a sense of how it would have felt like you would have felt supported yeah. and that can at least give you some insight into where to start in supporting the other person. Yeah. Well, and you know, when you're talking to someone and you're sharing with someone and they, they don't have to be like, Oh my God, me too. Kind of thing. But it's like, you know, when they know what you're yeah. talking about, you know, and whether it be like, why, like, yes, I resonate with that experience or something or energetically, it's just like that knowing mm-hmm, mm-hmm, kind of thing. And that it, that in and of itself can feel so validating. Like, okay, yes, this person who's holding space for me around this is acknowledging what this is and that there's some kind of shared collective experience, like you said, around it from an objective standpoint, but it's not being made about the other person's similar experience. It's just the connectedness that can be there. And I think the, like the implicit connectedness that can be there, that it doesn't always have to be explicit. I know. And I also totally know I do this in my personal relationships at times too, when you're like, oh, I want to empathize. So like, yeah, totally me too. Listen to when this happened to me. And sometimes that can be helpful. Right. And other times it can be like that. Whoa, I just hijacked it. Or if that's happened, you're like, yeah. So now we're talking about you and I wanted to talk about me. (laughs) Yeah. And we've, I'm sure all been on both sides of that. And like, you know, I've definitely done both and it feels like, like you said, that can be helpful, but there's also this, we're talking about this nuanced way to use that in a, in a way that doesn't hijack the conversation and can be like you said felt and I love that you highlighted the connective piece it's Mm -hmm. like that is where like now I'm in I'm in this space inside me and you're in this space inside you and there's something like shared about it and we can Mm -hmm. feel that energy holding us together in our relational field and that feels really safe it feels really supportive it can feel Mm -hmm. really validating and so there's a lot of power to doing that kind of Mm-hmm. with yourself when you're holding space for someone else yes I absolutely agree all right well I feel like we're at the end of another amazing episode indeed we are <laughs> <laughs> all right everyone it's been so fun and we'll look forward to talking to you again next episode yes talk to you soon bye <laughs>